Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Let's Chat About Death. This is your host, Chris, and I'm going to be taking you through this episode today. Hope wherever you are, you are in a comfortable position, or you might be out and about or driving around or maybe doing some sport, whatever it is for you. This one's actually going to pull at your heartstrings a bit, so um, uh, be prepared for it. Um, today we're going to be talking about coping with a loss. Now that can be losing a loved one or a pet or you know whatever what whatever it is for you. So today, it will be that deeply emotional topic. You know, some people will probably get upset with it and some people will just take it on. And whatever way that is for you, then that's entirely normal, okay? So don't feel bad about it. But we're going to be digging into the the pain and grief associated with losing a loved one or even a pet. You know, coping with a loss is something that we do universally as humans. But it's also something that can be also incredibly challenging. You know, it's it pushes every single button that we have. And some of us even have to find that part in our body that controls all of that because it's different. It's different than hurting yourself or, you know, you have an argument or whatever, you just go, yeah, yeah, okay, I can deal with that. But losing someone or a very beloved pet can cause so much more grief. So we're going to explore a little bit about the deaths or the depths, I should say, well, and the deaths because that's what we're here to do. We're going to provide a little bit of guidance on navigating through this pain. Now, I know this is totally different to some of the episodes that we've done before, but there's a reason why I'm bringing this up today. So there is one thing that cuts so deep, and that is the loss of anything that we have loved so much. And I'm sure there's people out there that would agree with me. Yesterday, we lost a feathered friend uh, and her name was Polly and she was a beautiful cockatiel and she had such character and loved to have a chat. If we were there and we were talking to her, she'd, you know, you know, know, she'd have a bit of a chat. She had... (laughs) two husbands previous to Stanley that we currently have and um, and it was amazing that once those husbands had passed away that she was I don't know a little bit of a, a different side of her came out on a good on a good side you know I don't know if the guys had sort of controlled her or what it was but but um, yeah she did like a lot of a lot of attention and but it's the simple things that we take for granted every day 
that will forever be with us. And that, and what I mean by that is that our whole family was rocked by her passing and we know it's going to take some time to recover. I can say this for the first time in my life that I, I had lost something that I got to personally dig a grave and cover over. Even with humans, family that have gone, they've all been cremation. Other budgies and things that we've had, we've, we've loved them, but they're more of a mass bird, more of a flock. And you do. Some of them have personalities and you probably, you know, you get a little bit upset and then you, you dispose of them in whatever way you feel fit. But Polly has been with us probably for the last seven to eight years. Maybe a little bit less than that. And even though you're not out there every day and you're dealing with them, but it's still, you can hear them. And I think that's what that brings the comfort. So this is the first time in my life that I got to be a part of a family burial. Does that make sense? And um, I actually felt... I don't know what I felt, actually, to be honest, because it's... I, I don't know how people can watch a human burial and know that there's going to be soil and everything placed on top of them. I, I, I Just how I feel at the moment. And I know it's a bird, but birds are still loved, and, yeah, it's... Um, Depending on how you feel, some people don't even like birds, so it's probably like, oh, good riddance. But, um, yeah, for me to physically dig the grave with a little hole for her and and then my son Thomas, he he um, he took the spade off me and, and he, you know, placed the first shovel load of dirt onto her and we... We had a bit of a cry and and, um, and then I helped sort of clean up clean up the section and then we got to place some white rocks and um, Rihanna and that did did another rock, um, like a headstone and, and wrote her name on it. Now where we are currently isn't, you know, it, it's, a, it's a rental and um, I know that if we have to leave, that she'll remain there. And um, getting a bit upset, just... <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, having to leave her there. But, you know, it, Thomas Thomas looked after those birds, um, Polly and Stanley, every day and every night. That was his thing. Not that he didn't love the others, but... That ten that tended to be Rihanna's job, and um, so that hit him really hard. And I think watching him and the kids yesterday go from smiley faces to not so smiley faces, and I, I guess it was that shock, um, that gut feeling that something something is gone, and you'll never you'll never get to touch them or, or play with them again or um, 
So it, yeah, it, it was it was certainly an experience, and um, I do remember as a child though that we had we had our family dog Penny, and she was a King Charles Cavalier. Oh my God, was she such a human? Um, you know, you could uh, sorry for the sniff there. So. Um, but it was she was such a human. Like she would ride in the mini moke that we had because we lived on an island, and. Um, Oh yeah, she'd chase the crabs down the down the beach. She'd eat anything that we ate. She'd sit up there watching TV. Now I'm not saying you know just fell asleep. No, she would be watching TV. Um, then obviously she would sleep with us. She'd do all of that. But I knew at one time that she, she, you know, as as dogs and animals get older, you start to see a little bit of a decline. And even though she was quite active. And running around, and we used to take her down the beach every day. Um, you could sense, you, you could sense that it, it was starting to affect her. And um, for those that have got or had King Charles Cavaliers, they do they do suffer a little bit, and it's normally the heart. Um, and um, I remember Mum said, "Look, I'm going to take it to the vet. I'm going to get." get it all sorted and, you know, get her looked after and everything else like that. And we went off to school and uh, we came back. We walked home, um, which wasn't far. And, uh, you know, mum's saying, well, you know, Penny's no longer <laughs> um, in a nicer way. And uh, it was, I don't know if it was a good thing that we didn't know that she was going to be put down or if if it was better to remember her to how she was and um you know move move forward from that and uh i i don't know i think it was the sense that i didn't get to say goodbye um that and even today it still wells me up in my eyes of of you know, that feeling. So I don't know. I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing. Um, and I guess each and every one of you out there have your um, feelings towards it. You know, I, I've i never had to be in a vet and, and see them administer the drug and um, see your pet just go from you. I, I don't know if I could do that. Um, and like I said, I know this is a very solemn um, podcast, but you know what? You're my listeners and I need you to be aware of this, that I am human and we are human and um, we need to we need to start to, I, I guess, reconnect with our universe a little bit more and start loving start loving things a little bit more and not taking things for granted. And I know everyone says says this when something tragically happens and, you know, we get to say it every day and meaning meaningful though, not just like, oh, yeah, you'll get over it. But, you know, taking it on and, and really, really pushing it, you know. And um, I know little Stanley, um, he's, he's not feeling... Should have sent him last night. He was so 
he was so scared. And this morning he sort of, I don't know, he was a bit angry, but he says, where, where is my, where is my partner? And um, so today, uh, if, if, if I can get another, I will, um, just for company. And I know he's got the budgies beside him, but it's not the same as the same um, bird. Um, so, but we know when when someone does pass away or, or, or an animal has been taken away from us, um, it does, I don't know about you, but it, it takes a while for you to really grasp what what's physically happened. Like... You know, uh, such and such has passed away, or you know, we had to we have to put put the the animal down or whatever, you know. And you sort of you got that blank look on your face, like, uh, okay, yeah, um, somewhere along here, like your head's just moving around, like somewhere along here, um, I meant to give some form of response. Um, but your brain is going and your body's going into like, oh my God, oh my God, uh, this information has just been relayed to me. How do I cope with this? What, what's the process? What, what do I, do I now cry? Do I, um, break down? Like what, what is the steps? And, um, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's that first, it's the state of shock then the emotion then kicks in for most of us. So if people didn't get emotional at that time, well, then that's okay too. Because you may have known for some time that your loved one or your animal was going to pass and you've done your grieving a little bit earlier than something that just happens overnight or you only got a couple of days' notice and... You try to be as strong as you possibly can for everyone, and I'm a, I'm a believer. Look, I'm I'm an emotional person, and um, I I find it very hard to keep things inner, um, and that's why I wanted to do this podcast today because it is very raw, and uh, I yeah. So I know it's different. I, 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 it's like I'm apologising so many times during this podcast, but. You, you get it. You get it. Um, so it's okay. It's okay that you don't that you don't grieve at a certain time and maybe in a few days or a week or even a month down the track that you start to then feel the loss, the loss of, you know, having them around or making a phone call or going over on a Sunday night for dinner or, you know, taking them for a walk or... Whatever, whatever that thing was for you, um, or that good morning, or that whatever, um, you know, because people go on holidays, people do that, you know, a couple of weeks, you just go, yeah, yeah, that's okay, they're going to come back. But unfortunately, we've never had anyone come back. And um, will it happen? I don't know. Um, but I just hope there is that, that space, that everyone tends to talk about um, and we do get to see our loved ones and our animals and, and all that that have gone before us. So I, I guess 
grief is a very complex and a very unique experience for each of us because it's triggered by a death. Well, grief is triggered by multiple things, but the thing we're talking about today is death. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a couple of stages and it could be like denial or anger. You know, you could go into a depressive state or even just the acceptance of of that. Um, but as we know as humans, we, we do form that strong bond with our loved ones and our pets. And uh, when we lose them, it's like losing a piece of ourselves. You know, we share a lot of personal things with them. We share a lot of beautiful moments that are so powerful. It's You wouldn't be able to, you know, regenerate them to do it again. And any animal or people that you meet along the way will never, they'll never be able to fill the shoes or paws or talons <laughs> um, as what our loved ones and pets have gone before us. So... We have to remember that, and I say it all the time, we have to remember that it's just their earth body that's gone and their soul lives on. And it's probably become a little bit more to me in recent times that as humans we grieve a lot and, you know, oh, I'm not never going to see him again and I'm never going to feel him again, but... When you really think about it, like I do, all we're doing is saying goodbye to that that earth body. That soul will live forever and that soul will be around us forever and play with us and just be a part of us. And that's got to give you some form of solace too because or a warm feeling because that, that's, that's very important. That, and, and I think to appreciate grief and the process that we have to go through i think knowing that it's the same with cremation when uh and i'll just bring that up because you know when i first started it's like yeah cremation but when something happens to your loved one and for example me being a funeral director and then having my mum pass and my grandma pass and all that type of stuff start to think no i don't want that i don't want that for my mum i don't want her to be um cremated but then it took a very wise person to say to me, fire is purifying. And, um, you know, the ailment that mum had was bad. And we got rid of that rather than burying her, which she wouldn't have wanted anyway. But um, and, that's, and that's so beautiful just thinking of that. So we know that the loss of anyone or anything is is that that's that journey and people go oh how long is it going to take well how long is a piece of string um but there is strategies and resources available um you know that can help us navigate the pain and for those that are suffering there is help out there for you there is counseling services that you can go to um so i recommend that if you are coping okay then that's fine but um don't feel bad if you have to go and seek professional help 
And there's also social groups, etc. But the other thing is, is, is coming out with some creative ideas. Like you might want to start drawing or writing what you're like a journal, how you feel about things. You might want to play some beautiful music that you that was unique to her or him or or to you. Maybe do some meditation, maybe do some Reiki. I don't know. Just something for you. That self that self-care is very important. And you'll be surprised of how good the healing power is when you start to express your feelings. The other thing is is remembering our loved ones or pets as an essential part and how do we how do we honor their memory you know do we talk about them often do we um or do we just box them up and put them away and they don't exist we're not going to talk about them because it upsets me um no i think it's important that you do talk about them because if not their memory won't live on and that's important that you do that you do um share as much as you can but grief can also be very isolating a lot of people tend to sort of stand back and go oh you know i knew that you suffered and um i just didn't want to get in your way and although it's painful sometimes the opportunity for connection with someone is very vital and uh, I guess with funerals, everyone's there at the time and then as soon as you go and the funeral's over, then they all disappear. Not saying all, but, you know, some will disappear. But the classic is, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say to you. Well, you don't need to say anything. You just need to be there. You need to be there for each other and support each other. Just sit, have a drink, have something to eat, whatever, whatever it is. Go to the beach, go to the mountains, go for a drive. I don't know, I don't know. So it's being there for people and there's going to be ups and downs. People are going to be going, oh, what's wrong with you? Oh, well, you know, I lost my pet or whatever. Oh, it's a pet, man, come on, you know. Um, And, you know, we've had... Like, oh, birds, oh, I don't like birds, oh, you know, like, and they don't understand, oh, a dead bird's a good bird, you know. It's like, no, come on. It's like if they had fish and they loved fish and something happened to the fish and then we said that to them. That's not right. You don't you don't do that. Um, unless they know that you're really joking and, you know, like, but it's not probably the time to do it. You know, having a think about it, that grief is a very universal experience and we all go through it, be it if you think you have already or you haven't. Grief has so many different elements to it. and uh, But it is, it is going to be a very emotional journey for all and as you go forward, there will be pain. Um. I didn't truly understand and like I said well, we've had a couple of budgies that that have gone and you know that have been very very um 
chirpy and, you know, uh, out there as characters and some just follow and, you know, and you do get upset because I, I don't like anything passing away. And same with family, you, you know, even to the day, you know, even just thinking about, you know, Penny, our dog, and then, you know, obviously Polly, our cockatiel, and my mum and my grandmother and, and all of that, you know, they're... they're brings back that you know and you you just want them to look after your animals or all those others that have gone you know lend that hand when they go to that forever stay so i hope i hope that you do support people be it if you know them or you don't you just lend a hand and and know that there is that community of people that can be there for you and like I said, reach out to a professional or a trusted friend if you are suffering a lot and you feel as though that you can't. You don't. This is the other thing with the human species. We all go, nah, 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 it'll be all right. You know, I don't need to see anyone. But, you know, you, sometimes it might be just one or two sessions just for you to clear your head. And if your friends and family, you feel as though that they can't communicate with you about it, or you don't want them to know about how you truly feel, well, then seek it. Seek that help. So I hope you found this episode quite useful because um, for me it, it was it – was, it's part of my coping strategies too is to be able to share my experience and my emotion to everyone and – here I go again, but I do apologise that I did get quite teary earlier. Um, but, you know, just talking to you now and going through what I've just said sort of reiterates what we should be doing. And um, I'd love to know, you know, what your experiences are. Um, and you can reach out to us via our TikTok um, account, Let's Chat About Death. Uh, or our Facebook, Brember Family Funerals. Um, love to love to hear from you. Um, and for those that have lost a pet recently or have in the past or a loved one, you know, our condolences are to you and don't ever feel as though that, you know, be it if the item is very small, doesn't mean that they haven't had a huge impact on your life. And that's what you need to take away from from here and in our life moving forward. So I want to thank you, thank you all again um, for, you know, sharing, sharing with me this, this process and um, I wish you, I wish you well in, in today and into the future. And no doubt you will be listening to me again. Um, enjoy the rest of your day or night or wherever you are. And uh, until we chat again about some random topic or something that you might be really interested in. Um, and away we go. Yeah, we'll go now and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>